0: You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialized fiction written and read by Tansy Rayner Roberts. This is Castle Ever After, a sequel set three years after Castle Charming. Chapter 3 Visions of Sugar Plums. Ziyi was furious with herself. This was the first major attack on Castle Charming since she was granted the job of kingdom champion, and she should have seen it coming. She was there when the first snow fell. She saw one of the snow shards affect Jack. She had thought in her arrogant confidence that her kiss was enough to break whatever spell had snuck into the kingdom on a snowflake. She had not let herself wonder whether that snowflake was acting alone. And then she had forgotten it happened at all. Here they were in yet another magical castle, and she had already lost the prince and princess she was supposed to be minding. She and Dennis were surrounded by falling snowflakes that buzzed in her ears like angry bees defending their hive. Zee knew she should have looked up that damned fairy tale before they left. "'But that's in the story,' Dennis said, raising his voice louder as if he too was distracted." by the rising hum of the snowflakes around them falling faster. The story of the Snow Queen. The snowflakes are her hive, her protectors. Do they bite? Bees sting. Do they sting? We should find the others, Dennis said, which told Zee how much she was likely to like his answer. He was right, though. The last thing this snow castle needed was the Trouble Twins waving their magical tattoos around and trashing the place with their usual brand of raw power. Camilla might have settled into having half of her magic located in her brother instead of her own body, but she was still a wild card. Zee didn't fancy having to fight an avalanche. As for Kai, well, he was a wild card too. He just looked less dangerous from the outside. Zee and Dennis made for the archway at the far end of the entrance hall. As they moved, the snowflakes stopped falling downwards and swished together in a hissing, buzzing swarm that blocked their path. How do they beat the snowflakes in the story? asked Zee. I'm not sure they did, said Dennis. So glad we brought you for your local knowledge. Zee drew her sword. Over, under, around, or through? Dennis gave her a wavering sort of grin. Gotta be all four. Charge! she yelled, and made a dash for it. Kai was lost. This was par for the course when it came to enchanted magical castles, so he wasn't too worried about it. Still, he would feel better if he knew where Camilla was and what kind of damage she might be inflicting on other people. His tattoos ached with cold, as did his eyeballs. The walls were icy and beautiful. Every room brought new marvels, looking like fancy gatto dotted with expert sugarcraft. This particular room looked a lot more cake-like than the others, with fancy woven lintels and silver balls studded everywhere. His boots crunched on what looked like snow, but felt like a crusty meringue. The air tasted sweet. Still, there were no giant multicoloured serpents to fight, so how bad could it be? Kai heard rising voices scrambled together, muffled but clearly a group of people arguing. Not his people. Kai stood against the nearest wall, resisting the urge to lick it to see how sweet it was, and drew his sword to be ready for them. He hated carrying a sword. It wasn't him at all. He had trained reluctantly, knowing it would make the job of Dennis and his hounds easier if he knew what he was doing. He would slash and stab if required. The crowd of strangers hustled nearer. It's this way, I tell you. We already came this way. "'left at the barley-sugar archway, right at the acid-drop fountain. Oh, "'I hate this castle so much!' Kai braced himself as the strangers came around the corner and saw him. "'Who the hell are you?' asked one of them. "'They were... well, they looked like a family. Three hulking great young men with shoulders almost too wide "'to get through the delicate doorways.' in this ridiculous palace. Ruddy-cheeked, blond hair, clearly brothers, and possibly blacksmiths, or woodsmen, mountain villagers. They were armed with axes and mallets. There were two women, too, looking impatient and leading the way. One was tall, with bronzed-brown curls and light-brown skin. The other was as blonde and ruddy as her... well, they had to be her brothers, didn't they? Cousins, perhaps, Was everyone in the mountains related to each other? The blonde girl held a black cat, who sneered at Kai. "'I'm here to rescue my brother,' Kai said calmly, recognising an angry mob when he saw one. "'You?' "'A friend from the village,' said the girl with the cat, staring at Kai like she knew him, or perhaps like she knew who he was. Newspapers, he realised uncomfortably.' It was possible all those monochrome images of him had travelled further than the town around Castle Charming. "'We're here to knock down this bloody snow castle,' said one of the brothers, aggressively. "'Every generation she takes one of ours, a mountain lad, sometimes three or four. No one ever does a blasted thing about it. This time there are dozens of them, missing from all over. Only one from our village so far, but when'll it end?' "'Isn't she one of your gods?' Kai blurted. The men groaned and looked annoyed. Not our god, said one of them. Maybe those idiots down Tulip Way have been putting out ice cubes for the Snow Queen. But our village is Parnassus all the way. Sometimes the milkmaid, said another brother, and the drummer, at festival time. Right then, said Kai, trying to look like he knew what he was doing. Let's go rescue some prisoners and destroy a palace, shall we? Oh, said the cat in a dry voice. This'll be good. Zee had raw snowflake stings up and down her arms. Dennis had come off rather worse from the fight with the snow bees. Bee snow? Sporting a swollen eye and lip. Still, they'd made it past the buzzing creatures past the snow and ice too. This part of the palace was made of sugar. Literal sugar. The walls were sculpted in shapes that could not be anything else. There were sweets everywhere. They'd just walked through a whole room, swirled black and white like a boiled humbug. The scent of peppermint still clung to Zia's hair. Decorative lollies studded the walls. The next room was soft and padded, like marshmallow. Their feet sank several inches into the gelatinous white carpet. Never fancied roast chicken more in my life, muttered Dennis. Bread and cheese. Spinach pie. Zee sneezed and watched sugar and cornflour rise up in clouds around her. Up ahead... She heard a voice that sounded like Camilla and nodded to her partner. The two of them moved forward as quietly as they could, their boots making sucky, gloopy noises as they went. The final room was ice again, with a polished floor clear enough to skate upon. Lights and coloured crystals exploded out from the ceiling, like a thousand chandeliers has visited a sweet shop and a fireworks factory at the same time. Prince Cyrus reclined on a throne of sparkling toffee, his eyes blank. He wore an odd sort of suit, perhaps 200 years out of style, all blue velvet and gold frogging. His hair was styled like something out of an old portrait, pale and powdered. He looked too thin and bored. Camilla had found him. She squeezed her brother's hand, trying to warm him up. You have to come home with us now, she was saying, before that witch or goddess or whatever comes back to claim you. I don't know why you bothered to come, said Cyrus, in a deadened tone of voice. I don't belong to you. Camilla's face went stormy. You don't belong to her either. Is he enchanted? Dennis asked Zee in a low voice. Zee thought of Jack, of that moment months ago when she almost lost her to the ice without even knowing it. The warmth of her kiss saved the woman she loved, according to Jack. Zee was pretty sure the effect would not be the same if she tried to kiss Cyrus. She'll be back any minute, said Camilla, frantic now. Come on, Cyrus, please! Her magic rose up in her, a black shadow of ink, ready to cause maximum carnage, angry and fierce. Zee always preferred to be far away when Camilla was using her magic. Cyrus shoved his sister away. Get out of here, Cammy. Why can't you understand that I want to be here? She lunged for him again, but he grabbed her wrists, holding her away from him. On the far side of the throne room, Kai arrived, with a crowd behind him. How had he managed to pull an angry mob together so quickly? Zee had never seen these people in her life. Get your hands off her, Kai shouted to Cyrus. Gladly, Cyrus snapped back, shoving Camilla away from him. Take her with you when you go. I don't want her here. I don't need any of you. Dennis made a strangled noise and tried to hide behind Zee. Since he was much taller and broader than her, he had clearly lost his mind. What's with you? she demanded. But the crowd with Kai had seen him already, and were hollering. Hey, it's Dennis! Dan, what you doing over there? Shouldn't you be babysitting princes in a tower somewhere? Funny you should say that, said Dennis weakly, offering a wave. Everyone stared at him, except Cyrus, who was staring at the ceiling, clearly wishing they would all stop trying to rescue him. Kai gazed across the ice hall at his boyfriend, with a resigned sort of look on his face. So, he said, you've all met Dennis then. Obviously, said one of the enormous muscle men behind him, that's our baby brother. Oh. Oh. Are you in trouble? See, he asked Dennis, in an undertone. She'd never heard him talk about his family. Could be, he muttered. Cyrus stood up, majestic in blue and gold, like a character from an old Yule greetings holiday card, like a character from a fairy tale. If you don't all clear out right now, he said, in a voice that dripped with cold, cold fury, my soldiers will throw you out. Camilla looked gutted. Your soldiers? she asked. Cyrus raised both arms, and the icy walls around them shook with the sound of marching boots. My soldiers, he said, his eyes gleaming. I'm not going to warn you again. Thanks for listening to Sheep Might Fly. You can sign up to my author newsletter for updates. Follow me on Twitter at TansyRR or at Sheep Might Fly. Find me on Facebook at Tansy RR Books. And if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of cool rewards, early ebooks and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. See you next week for more Castle Ever After.